And it is now 9 in the evening here in Metro Manila. And this is another episode of Mysterium After Dark brought to you by our friends at Anathema Publishing Limited. These guys are just changing the game on the artisan value of the decks, the books, and everything that they're creating. Like right now, I am nose deep in their Pillars Volume 3, Issue 3 by a Wayfarer. It's called A Wayfarer's Hearth. And it's not just such an artistically designed book, but it is also very encompassing. It just sucks you in. And the articles written in this periodical are second to none. And I feel like a total idiot for not getting the previous copy. So if you can get a copy of this now, grab it now. It's worth every penny. Thank you, Anathema Publishing, for this amazing, amazing book. I'm going to be doing an epic review about it soon. So today's episode is the secret connection between Magic the Gathering and the tarot. Oh, you didn't know that was that, that that was actually a reality, did you? Because the truth about it is in the early 90s gaming scene, a lot of people were playing card games and stuff like that. But I remember when I was visiting a card store, one of the players there said he played Magic, but he also played Tarot Wars. And I asked him, well, what is Tarot Wars? And he said the entire system of Magic was ripped off of by Tarot Wars. And it's a game that each people, each person pulls out a 78-card tarot deck using usually the Rider White, and the mechanics are simple. Uh, lower the opponent's life to zero from 20. And the thing about it is, um, the funny thing about it, if you look deeply within the tarot deck, if you're a tarot enthusiast, there are overlapping cards. Like, example, the Wheel of Fortune in the, ta in the Tarot Wars actually does the same thing as it was in Magic the Gathering. Or the Ten of Swords, which represents the black cards, causes you to discard ten cards. So there's a huge mechanic of it online. And it shows that potentially, I mean, I'm not saying this is true or not. For all we know, this could be true. This could just be urban legend. But um, the cards from the suit of wands basically do direct damage. So they're the equivalent to your lightning bolts and things like that. The cards from the suit of cups allow you to draw or counter cards. The cards from the suit of swords are the black mana suits, and they cause you to discard cards. And the cards from the suit of coins, if I'm not mistaken, are your white mana. They cause you to gain life. So the thing about it is, it could be a push-pull game where literally in one turn, you could kill somebody with like doing the 10 of wands, doing 10 damage. But the thing about it is, you're given a certain number of life, and certain cards can actually attack the same way they do in Magic the Gathering, and some cards just can't. Like example, the Tower, it's one of the strongest cards in the game. It cannot attack. It can only block. It's the equivalent of what we call in Magic a wall. So for those who are interested, I actually challenge you to look it up online. What is Tarot Wars? And give it a try. Like, you know, play a game of Tarot Wars with your fellow Tarot enthusiasts. Use it as a means of, of settling conflicts between you and mages. Because at the end of the day, both of you have the same number of cards in your deck. As long as you're using a basic Rider White or 78-card standard deck, you should be able to play this. So this is a fun tidbit of tarot history. How, of course, Magic the Gathering did not inspire the tarot. The tarot is a lot older. But it's funny to hear how the tarot actually inspired the creation of probably the most popular trading card game in all history.